But generally for me, if I get spooked, I get a little bit of hackles, and like that's it most of the time, unless I really, really think about it, sort of concentrate on what I want to feel, um, which you can do. Uh, shifts can be voluntary and involuntary, so we'll get to that in a moment. Um, there's also mental shifting. Mental shifting is where the headspace that you're experiencing trends more towards an animalistic mindset where you're acting and feeling instead of, or sorry, where you are feeling and then acting based on feeling rather than uh, feeling, thinking, and then acting based on thinking. Um, it's a very, like, one-to-one -one experience with someone else if you're able to shift around somebody. But also, it can just be as simple as getting pet and, like, leaning into a little bit, being a little bit more of an animal while it's happening. It, it doesn't entirely have to be a full-body takeover type shift. It can just be like, oh, I really feel like I'm into this in a way that makes my headspace change to be more comfortable around this person or to change how I feel at this moment in time to feel more animal. So, as I was saying, mental shifting is one way to feel more animalistic. Uh, the ways that you can actually get into being able to do that are a little bit more inaccessible. I don't know if that's the correct word. It takes a lot of time to figure out correctly, basically. Um, you... That's not even true. Um, but it basically takes figuring out how to trick your brain into entering that sort of space, headspace that is, um, and then figuring out how to trick your brain into doing it again. Um, the more times you're able to build it up within your brain, the more you forge those neural pathways, and the more you can sort of access that easier. It's kind of like learning to read. Terrible fucking analogy, but I think you get what I mean. Um, but getting more experience with how your brain feels in that moment is how you're, well, how you trick your brain into being more in that space in that moment. Um, I've been able to shift for I think four years. I'm not entirely sure. On command, that is. You know, like if I can trick myself into doing it. Sorry, I had to run back inside. It was really fucking cold. Um, not really. I'm just a pussy. Uh, anyways, so, tricking yourself into being able to shift. This really takes somebody else that knows how to do it to other theorians. As I said, inaccessible is a word that kind of describes this, but it's also getting your brain into it. Keep in mind, this is not possible for some people. I believe the term for that is Contherian. I might be wrong. Do not quote me. Look it up. Actually, okay, so I'm glad I looked it up. Um, Contherian is someone that has not experienced shifts, but is in a constant state between Therian, or between human and animal at one point in time. Um, so that is a static identity. It doesn't change at all. But I guess there's not a word for people that don't shift whatsoever or do not feel animalistic in some way. Um, I would coin that, but I don't think I'm allowed to. Uh, anyways, you might not be able to shift. That, that is definitely something that can happen. But I have seen... I shouldn't say this out loud. I have seen non furian shifts before. 
Um, so I think it's like a possible thing for people's brains to just break into. And it's very similar to pup headspace. Like, I've heard pups just that were also theories be like, yeah, it is, it is exactly the same thing for me. I have not been in pup space myself because I'm not really interested in that stuff. So I don't know how it compares. Um, but I've heard from other people that it is basically the same thing. Anyways. So, um, sh shifts are one way of becoming closer to the animal side of yourself. Uh, but there is also other ways. For, uh, for me, what I really like to do is just go be alone in the woods somewhere. It doesn't have to be camping. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going out into the woods for like two to three days, or I'm going into a lodge for like a week. It can just be like, oh, there is a hiking trail down the road, or I'm just going to walk down to the lake, something like that, at least once a week. Um, I feel like that really sort of ingrains in me where, or like helps me feel more at home and where I'm supposed to be type stuff. Uh, my feelings for this have incredibly increased uh, over, the, over the course of the last month or so because I've been out of town so fucking much and I've been like, wow, I really miss home. I've been experiencing a lot of really cool biomes and stuff like the desert and everything, but I'm not a coyote anymore. I don't really feel that way towards it. I used to really, really, really want to go to the southwest whenever I was younger because I was a coyote. I say younger like it wasn't a year or two ago, you know. Um, but whenever I was a coyote, I was always like, oh, I could totally vibe with desert landscapes and shit, and I would really, really like to experience them, and that sort of thing. Um, but recently, it's woodlands that are my home. I've always felt like it was actually my home uh, for a couple of <laughs> Always felt like it for a couple of years now, you know what I mean. Um, but it's become a space that I've been, I've been entwined with my entire life, and have really, really come to appreciate within the past natural sense of how beautiful it is. These mountains are older than Pangea, and I've lived among them my whole life, and I basically moved back to where I was born, uh, out here in the woods. Um, I've right up the road from a lake, I get to experience like a ginormous amount of the natural beauty of this state and this mountain range. Um, and I'm very glad that it hasn't been encroached upon, but anyways, being here makes me feel incredibly at home after I figured out how much wild space there is here, like places that feel like actual habitats, instead of some paved driveway with an RV parked in it where you're walking inside of a house that you have towed to the middle of nowhere because you can't live without a house, you know, that's still hanging on to a great bit of humanity. I think tents, vans, etc., that sort of makes sense, where you have security and a bed. And it's still den-like. There's still a lot of den qualities to that. I mean, hell, if you want to go camp in a cave, go hard, but you're going to wake up covered in fucking clay because it's a cave. So it's not really an option. Um, I do want to do that someday. There is one near here. here, here. But anyway, what, what I'm getting at. Uh, being closer to the nature and uh, biome or setting where you feel you are from incredibly increase the amount of euphoria or like affirmation you're feeling towards the, the animal you are. It's 
really, really incredible. Um, but I understand that that's not something that is accessible for everyone. Because some people live in Ohio and are a fucking African wild dog. Like, you... You're shit out of luck, buddy. I don't know where the hell you can go to in North America where that is going to be anything remotely similar to that. So, um, that way it might be a little bit bunk for some people. So, uh, in addition to those ways that are bunk, we also have um, those around us that can help affirm the parts of us that we do otherwise do not feel that often. In much the same way that you might like try out pronouns with um, close friends or something like that, you might also be able to put the correct people, of course, to have them treat you like an animal. Um, I only got this experience a couple times with people that were non-Therians in my youth, um, and it was pretty, it, I guess not intimate in a sexual way, but like intimate in a way of like really getting to know somebody.
was really, really useful for was being able to express yourself through visual art, I guess is a way to encompass the entire thing. Uh, which means first shooting, being able to express yourself through art, like, uh, like 2D art, etc. Um, and also being able to blend human and animal through costume. This can be through things such as like masks that allow your eyes to see through, um, fursuits designed to be as representative of, as possible of your theory or kin type, um, or just a straight up fursuit, like a cartoony fursuit. You know, there is like endless representation of animals within human society that you can latch off of. Like, there is millions of fox items that you can point at and be like, this is me. And just, like, take that and have it as a, another source of being, like, of feeling more animal. Um, I feel like having stuffed animals around me and stuff is just an incredible way to have more fox-related items around me and being able to hold on to foxes and stuff like that. That goes over to a whole other thing of like having maternal feelings, which is something I will cover later. We will get to that when we get to that. Um, but yeah, being in fursuit is an incredible way to feel more animal and stuff. Um, but being animal with people in fursuit is kind of peaking. Being able to have the same body as you would, or at least similar and being able to shift and get into the uh, animal mindset and being able to do that with somebody else that can also do it on their own. But it doesn't have to be in suit. Shifting with people in general is incredibly rewarding. Um, it really will help you bond with people in a way that you don't bond as a human. Um, it is something you have to do after you bond as a human for quite a while because it's a different an awkward sometimes level of intimacy um, or language of intimacy I believe uh, just resting around with somebody on the floor and growling at them is not something that you come to understand directly it takes some getting like getting used to people might interpret that as aggression or something you think that at first I don't know but you gotta have a talk with whoever you're doing it with so they understand where you're look where you're at and they understand where you're at Airports and stuff. 
watch like planes take off. Not something an animal would really do, but also you gotta you kind of gotta take some joy from the fact that you are a little fucking creature in some bigger person's body that is experiencing a little metal fucking thing flying off the ground somehow. Like, if you were in the correct body, you would not understand that to anything. It's kind of neat to experience it in that way. And that's another thing. Taking your mind and framing it through the lens of the animal that you are. It's not something you have to do. And it's not something that will just come naturally. It's something you just might want to do for fun. Because framing it as like, as I just said, a little creature on the ground watching a fucking plane take off is a lot more interesting than puffing down a cigarette before getting back inside and watching someone in a Cessna that is much richer than you get off the ground and go somewhere. It's just, have a little bit of a silly with <laughs> your cigarette break. And that's what a lot of it comes down to. Being an animal in a human's body is not something that is easy to navigate, especially for some people to the point where it gets this for it. Um, I don't think that's something I'm going to cover here, but I will eventually. Um, but not allowing yourself to laugh about it will only make you cry about it.
your in, uh, your understandings of each other are ambiguous, and your understandings of yourselves are ambiguous. Just it's what's incredible about social interaction like this, especially within a subculture such as this, where information is passed around by person, and by person I mean an integral person that is so individual and wildly full in nature that you can never understand them fully. It's incredible because you can never get clean of it, you know, you know. Yeah, um, otherwise, as for blending human and animal and taking care of both, I don't think I have anything more for you guys tonight. Um, my name has been Fox. I have always been Fox. And I am signing off here from my back porch, barefoot. Have a good night, Joe.